Excellent. An ale for me. And for my officers. In fact, ales for everyone. Turn backward. With Rick and Rick and Will and Gemma. Oh, yes. <clears throat> Hello and welcome to Ten Backward, a Star Trek podcast based here in the UK, featuring myself, Will Turland. Hello, <laughs> this lady to the right of me, Gemma Turland. Hello, uh, a man over the internet, Rick Palmer. Hello, and another man over the internet, Rick Everson. Hello. <laughs> And um, we're going to be talking about Star Trek Voyager today. So it's Star Trek Voyager's 25th anniversary this year. Yes. Is, it the, is it the 25th anniversary of the pilot episode? Yes, yeah, yeah. The pilot, the, well, the premiere, the first season. Um, I think it started quite early in the year. So at this point in the year, you know, we're probably fairly, well, I, I would imagine by this point in the year, we're 25 years past it finishing for the season one by now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we're we're a, we're a little bit late um, out of the gate in terms of recording a 25th anniversary podcast. And by the time I've edited it, it'll probably be the 50th anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we thought it'd be really cool to, um, to do an episode where we just talk about our favourite Voyager episodes. Yeah. And we each pick one that we really like and talk about why we like it. Which is like it's, may, it's maybe a little bit more indulgent than we would usually go in ten backward. I mean, God you know, we, knows we're not usually indulgent. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> but we thought it'd be really good to have a, like a, a really positive um, yeah. episode about what, where we're like where we're kind of celebrating Voyager. Really. Yeah. The weirdest thing is we all picked the fight. <laughs> we have to talk about Chicote's boxing hallucinations. <laughs> we did not pick that one. <laughs> I, I ended up watching that one because it was after one of the, it was after Gemma's pick in on Netflix, so we just kept it running. And uh, it's yeah. it's not brilliant. Yeah. It's not one of the strongest. I've got to say. No. I bet there are people out there who love it, and I apologise to those people, but. <laughs> It's all over the place. Uh, I once saw a question on uh, popular question answer website Quora um, about what's the weirdest episode of Star Trek ever, and I went in with the fight because I still have no idea what the hell's going on in that episode. <laughs> no, I know Boothby is in it. Um, <laughs> that's really exciting. But yeah, apart from that, it's um, it's it's not one of the best ones. So, I mean, already I think it's great that we we started off with an idea yeah. of, of trying to celebrate <laughs> Voyager's high points, and we talked about one of the worst episodes. Yeah, we said you, you literally said how this was going to be a really positive episode, and we immediately launched into ragging on, on this episode. Whoops! Uh, what do we like? But <laughs> um, I, I think it's fair to say that we. We all sort of grew up and got into Star Trek around sort of the time of Next Generation when when that was. Mm. And so, certainly for me, Next Gen has always been my my sort of warm kind of go to Star mm. Trek, my yeah. favourite. And um, DS Nine's got that great uh, sort of 
overarching uh, kind of massive story and it's, it's dark and complex and i think sometimes like voyager came along at a time when um may, maybe maybe there was there was just a whole bunch of star trek going mm. on and I, you know i started uni and i was i felt like voyager came at a time when i wasn't as excited about star trek as i, as I had been and i feel like i've enjoyed it a lot more um revisiting it than yeah. maybe i did at the time mm. i think I think it's certainly becoming one of my favourites. Yeah. I I don't think it's the best, but I think it's the one I'm starting to enjoy the most. Yeah, yeah. After 25, After 25 years. years. <laughs> it's a grower. But, um, yeah. I mean, for me, obviously, um, Captain Janeway is, is a big draw because she is the most badass of all the captains. Yeah. And she's a lady. Which is awesome. I think um, our, all of our episode picks um, showcase for uh, Janeway as a, as a real badass, I think, actually. Yeah. It may be except for, um, for um, Timeless. Where well, she's she, in it. Yeah, she's not in it. She? Well, she's well, in it. She, but yeah, she's not in it. Not, a lot. She didn't feature uh, in it. We, she's there in the background. We're really. getting ahead of ourselves, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. Which is what we always do. <laughs> um, yeah, let's go. Let's go straight into talking about the episodes that we've chosen and why why we picked why those we ones. <laughs> who who wants to go first? Should, should we start with Rick, as you've kind of already given away his his episode choice? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry about that, Rick. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. So yeah, my choice was Timeless, which is a season five episode. <laughs> And actually, there's there are other episodes in Voyager that are probably more of a favourite for me. But I wanted to pick an episode that kind of gave everybody something to do. Like it shows it shows all the most of the main cast sort of doing something. Even Janeway briefly is is being a captain and stuff. Although she's not really the protagonist in this episode. Yeah, and. Um, yeah, in a way, this episode is the finale of Voyager because it shows Voyager. Um, they found they they have a. They, they, it starts off with um, with a reveal. There's two two mysterious figures beam down to a an ice planet, and they're looking for something. And they do they did do good pointing acting, going good point. <laughs> they're pointing over there. That's where we need to go. Look at where I'm pointing. <laughs> they, did, they did good. Uh, we're, we're definitely really on a really frozen ice cold planet, not baking hot Indeed. in a studio. <laughs> yeah. Layers of clothing. There was an, an ice bit. One of them slipped on the ice. I noticed. Oh, right. Yeah, I, yeah. That's yeah. I, I noticed that too. Yeah. And um, they 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 walk a bit further, and they they say they they they, they check their devices, and they found what they're looking for. One of them kind of scrubs away the ice, and you can see something underneath the ice. It pans out. It's Voyager. Voyager yeah. is underneath the ice. You're like, what? What's going on? Yeah. And then it turns out in the episode that we're um, about 15 years in the future, and the two people um, who are on the who went down to the ice planet are Harry Kim and Chakotay, and they're trying to rectify something that happened in the past when Voyager had like a it it 
tinkered with its warp drive and created some sort of warp drive that meant they could get home faster. It went wrong, and Voyager crashed on this ice planet, and everyone died. And ultimately, and so this whole episode is kind of about them trying to fix that, fix that mistake. Um, and it's a really, I think it might be the best Harry Kim episode. That's what I'm going to say there. I think it's his best episode of Voyager. What do you guys think about that? I yeah, I'd agree with that. I think he, he's really driven in this episode, and I, mm. I loved seeing him really torn up about how he he basically blames himself for Voyager for them making it home and and Voyager yeah. being destroyed, and that that guilt has weighed on him, and he's kind of a he gets to be a little bit of a different character in the future. Mm. Um, wears a cool leather jacket. <laughs> It's pretty rude to everyone. <laughs> I felt I felt he kind of channeled Keanu Reeves. That's what I got. I got a Keanu Reeves vibe from him. Yeah. Please state the nature of long time no see. Henson. I go by Harry now. It's a long story. Where's your mobile emitter? What's happened to the ship? The crew. No time. The emitter. Um, and this episode, once we once we get the reveal, we kind of go back to the events of what was happening on Voyage with this. Um, with this modified warp drive, is it? A, is it? It's basically a modified warp drive. Isn't yeah, it? It's a quantum slipstream drive. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because they they found, they got it from the Dauntless, which was actually a trap set for them in a previous episode by a guy who wanted revenge because his species was assimilated, thanks to Janeway's alliance with the Borg. Oh yeah, that guy um, Leland from Twin Peaks. Oh, oh, no. I, mean, I know. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he, he set up a fake communication and a pretend Federation starship with um, this quantum slipstream. Then yeah. thinking, oh, this is our way home. But the ship was then pre-programmed to take them right to Borg space. But they outwitted him at the end, and uh, he ended up stuck on his own ship in Borg space. Yeah. But they were attempt already attempting, as they do, to copy the drive onto Voyager. Hmm. And um, one thing I did think is that they have this big sort of party. To celebrate, it's it's new. It's Quantum Slipstream Drive Day. <laughs> happy Happy Quantum Slipstream Drive Day, everybody! And they got they got confetti and everything. I thought who's who's going to have to hoover up all that confetti after this party? Yeah. And it's in it's in the engine room as well. I know, and yeah, it's not in ten forward or something. It's yeah, it, I mean, and the, um, and also banana banana Torres smashes a bottle of champagne right next to this machinery and i'm pretty sure in an episode of tng um it it's um q who in fact isn't it where where geordie berates sonia gomez for having her hot chocolate near a console like, <laughs> oh, yeah. banana banana torrance has just smashed a, a big old bottle of champagne all over some consoles basically <laughs> and you'll just get hammered <laughs> but yeah i mean it's just it's just to kind of emphasize how happy the crew were that uh, that they had this chance to get home quicker um, yeah. and and the the episode basically for for a portion of its running kind of jumps between the, the sort of the present day which is just 15 years in the future and then it flashes back to what was happening on voyager and you get that and that's a good that's a good way of depicting sort of harry kim um sort of optimistic Maybe maybe too optimistic about this drive because he gets warned by Tom yeah. Paris that it might not yeah. work, yeah. and then sort of jaded um, Keanu Reeves, Harry Kim. <laughs> um, there was a, it felt like there was almost an interesting reversal there because it, it 
feels like it's usually Paris who's the one who's being reckless and saying, oh, let's just go for it. And it'd be Harry King who's saying, oh, run these simulations. Five <laughs> uh, prob- um, probability that we're all going to die. And Harry- Paris is like, ah, gosh, shut up, Harry, you big loser. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's completely the other way around in this situation. Mm. Uh, but I... I kind of liked that. I fe- it felt to me like this was kind of Harry's, this was something that Harry had been working on. So this was like his moment to, mm. to kind of uh, present something to the... Prove to the, himself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, it was very much approving himself kind of thing. And he proved himself to be an idiot and <laughs> wrong and killed everyone. <laughs> but he comes through in the end, 15 years later. Yeah. But it was interesting that Paris was running those tests... I mean, why weren't those tests run earlier? I mean, what, what tests were they that he was running? I ran a simulation last night, and I discovered a 0.42 phase variance in the slipstream threshold. 0.42? So it'll be a bumpy ride. We've flown through worse. If we get knocked out of that slipstream mid-flight, it could overload the quantum matrix. Make sure it works, Tess. He was doing some stuff like while they were at the party, weren't they? Yeah. He was running like some kind of simulation or something. It's like, maybe do that. You know, after, yeah, Yeah. like a couple of hours before. By the way, guys, it won't work. And they they were a bit, they may, they maybe um, kind of jinxed it by having a party before they'd got home. Mm. Yeah, I think Neil, I bet bet Neelix replicated all the. Or the confetti, <laughs> yeah, and the and the and the and the streamers as well. Like, well, we got this all. We got all this party paraphernalia now. Let's just do it. He, yeah. Tom Paris is running those tests, but they'll be fine, right? It's like we don't, party. About, don't have to worry about replicator rations anymore. Let's just cane it all on this confetti and loads of booze. Because <laughs> <laughs> we'll be home tomorrow. So what's it matter? But I mean, I think the point of the the party in in the narrative was to kind of reinforce. It, it felt like that was very much playing into Harry's motivation to to try and mm. find a way to make the slipstream drive work. Like everyone was so excited about getting home, mm. they're so excited they'd have a massive party about it. So Harry was like, "This has got to work." Um, and so he, yeah, I think that played in nicely into how, into his sort of slightly reckless thinking. But yeah. then, I mean, it's it's not that reckless because he presents his idea to the captain, and she says, "Yeah, okay, let's do it." So it's but not she, like she he... she does have a history of being a little bit reckless. Yeah, yeah, that is true. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, I mean, and also, I mean, I, I liked how. The the storyline, the 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 post um, Voyager crashing storyline with Harry and Jacote is it's mostly um, they know what they have to do. They have everything they need. It's just they have to they have, they have a they have a time limit because they're on the run. Mm. They're they're fugitives. But I like that this episode had Harry and Jacote together because that's a that's a pairing that we don't see very often. And and I know that Robert Beltran kind of thought that he was too often he would be in scenes with with Janeway and not very often in scenes with other characters perhaps you know um Belana I guess because they're both Mackie but it was it was good I thought they were a good pairing too of two of two characters to um 
to have as the survivors. I think that was a that was a, a good choice. Yeah, that, that's an interesting point. Um, yeah, I, I think it was it was great to see Harry Kim getting a story, and and also great to see Chakotay getting more screen time mm. as well. So that was like both of those were great choices for for characters that we should see in the future. And um, also, we get to see um, Geordie LaForge. Indeed. Yes. Yeah. As the captain of the USS Challenger, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Which uh, was nice. Direct- that was that was that was great, actually. Yeah. yeah. He directed this episode, didn't mm. he? And it's also a nice mix. He's in a first contact style uniform, um, but he's got a, an all good things combadge. Uh-huh. Right. Uh, and I, I found myself thinking while while we were watching this one, there there feels like there's some um, there's some interesting parallels with Picard, the the new Star Trek um, TV series featuring John Luke Picard, <laughs> in the way that it felt like Harry's journey uh, after getting home was a little bit similar to Picard's, like he got fed up with. Starfleet. There's a great line where, where Harry's saying how he went round all of the admirals who shook his hand when he got home and patted him on the back, asking them, you know, for help in finding Voyager, and they all, all knocked him back. All those admirals who shook my hand at the homecoming. I went to see every last one of them. Begged them to keep the search alive. Pretty soon even Admiral McIntyre stopped returning my calls. So I resigned from Starfleet. And so he decides to, to leave Starfleet. Um, that was a that was yeah that made me think of Picard. Mm, yeah, I think it's a I think it's a really exciting episode. I love the the part where the kind of action kicks into gear and there's a lot of fast cutting between the two different storylines. Um, even though, like, it's it's a bit of a narrative device, isn't it? Because they're happening like fifteen years apart. Yeah. But, but the way that they, they frame it in the episode, they, they have the most exciting part, part of each story playing out on screen at the same time. It's just, it's just really exciting. <laughs> um, and I love the, the effects where uh, Voyager crashes into the ice. Still mm-hmm. think that's great. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I think that's re- done really well. And yeah, it's, it's, it's very dramatic. I mean, they, essentially, this is... They die. They die in this. Mm, thing. Yeah. <laughs> the voyage's voyage's journey home ends at this point, and I mean, I mean, you know that they're probably going to they're going to be successful because uh, I don't think this was towards the end of season five. <laughs> so, <laughs> but um, but yeah, yeah. I, I really, I mean, I really liked it. There were there were other episodes I could have chosen. I think there's a there's a a, a real favorite episode of mine is um, the the episode where. Chakotay and Jane, we are stuck on a planet because they've got a, a virus, mm-hmm. and um, and the crew have to leave them and 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 deal with that situation and almost want to almost mutiny against Tuvok. But that's another episode that kind of involves all of the crew. Like it's, it feels like a, I think, I think is a, a mark of a good episode of Voyager is are ones where, you know, we, all the all the main characters, you get a sense of the ship and the crew and everything and, and what, and what they're trying to do, you know, getting home is the important thing and yeah, what that represents. But yeah, I'm mean, so, but yeah, timeless is a, is a great episode. I, I really like it. And, it, and, and, and it ends, you know, it, it ends with a success. They, they, well, actually it fails first time around. Their original plan fails, doesn't it? 
because yeah. want, Harry wants to give them the right cord, the right sort of information, right course correction, so that they don't kind of fall out of the slipstream and crash. Mm. But that fails, so they end up giving them something that will just push them out safely. And uh, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Like, I said, sorry, you go, you go, Rick. I was going to say, I, I always think Timeless is a fun contrast because there was a bit of a pattern of episodes where Harry Kim died. <laughs> and in this episode, almost everyone but Harry Kim has died. <laughs> I didn't know if that was like a, a, a subtle nod to that little ongoing trope or uh, or it was just a fun coincidence. But it is, um, it is great. And as you say, it's a really great um, Harry Kim episode. It's nice to have him doing something that isn't just about a disastrous love affair. Yeah, or, I think or playing the um, playing the clarinet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think technically he does either because the Delta Flyer explodes right at the end, doesn't he? So he does his oldest. You get to see his older self die on screen. So I bet they were like, "We still have to kill Harry." Doesn't matter. This this is a Harry episode. Uh, we still have to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, I so think just, just, really sorry. Well, just to refresh my memory. How how does the Delta Flyer get destroyed? Um, it's because it, isn't it damaged in? Isn't it damaged in by the by kind of evading the Challenger? Yeah, that yeah. they have to do, they have to destroy the uh, tractor beam by that, yeah. sending a pulse up it, which damages the something which makes the walk up. Walk uh, or explode. I was curious yeah. as to whether we can directly blame Geordie for killing Harry and Chakotay. <laughs> I think actually, I think they quite carefully make it. They they carefully make it happen in the episode so that it isn't Geordie that's mm. fired on them and blowing them up. <laughs> it's their own. It's their own doing. Because yeah, I think, um, yeah, Chakotay. I think Chakotay kind of just takes that risk, doesn't he? He knows the risk. Yeah, well, yeah, he's simply buying them time, isn't he? Yeah. He knows that this will, yeah. Do we have enough power to send a plasma surge through the tractor beam, break ourselves free? I think so, but the EPS relays have taken heavy damage. It could destabilize the warp core. If you want to beam over to that ship, I'll understand. It would be a ballsy move for the 100th episode for the one of the preceding series to have a character kill two of their people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That would be also brilliant. We kind of wish they'd done that. I think it's interesting that they, they pretty much revisit this exact same idea for the real um, series finale in Endgame, where yeah. they have Janeway. Uh, in the future, and and um, you know, without getting too deeply into Endgame, but it's a similar kind of thing. Janeway wants to go back in time to mm. change the past because she wants to get Voyager home. In, like she wants to get the Vo- Voyager home better than she did mm. <laughs> um, first time around. Um, but yeah, it's it's pretty much the same idea as this episode. Yeah, it's interesting. And the um. <laughs> There's the speaking of the warp core explosion that uh, mass that kind of allowed them to circumnavigate certain aspects of time travel, didn't it? That was very oh, cleverly yeah. done. Because there were two different ideas of of how the time travel would work in this. Because Harry mm. Kim was saying, "Well, once we change the past, um, we, we won't exist anymore." Um, which I thought was great for um, for Jacote's girlfriend who's coming yeah. with them. 
she's like, but she's cool with it. Yeah, she's surprisingly okay yeah. with it. But then, then there's like a bit at the end where, where um, Harry Kim saying, yeah, but if, <clears throat> but if we change the past so that that future the past doesn't exist, Kim, so. and so yes, he does. Yeah, yeah. If we change the past so the future doesn't exist, but then how would we have sent the message back to them from the future? <laughs> But we kind of thought, well, I suppose I think time travel kind of works if you think of it like a like a parallel universe mm. that was created, like an alternate timeline. Yeah. And the, and because you still see the Delta Flyer just you don't see the Delta Flyer and Harry Kim just disappear. No, you see them destroyed. So for them, of course, it did change because yeah. they did cease to be. <laughs> yeah, because they all got blown yeah. up. Yeah, but anyway, that's I don't know, that that's getting into the minutiae of the, <laughs> the time. It gives them a sense of completing their mission because if because it would probably be that even if they would never know if they've been successful because they were in an alternate timeline now. Mm. Yeah, but it, but it helps them to think that by dying, they're like, well, if I die, then that makes it feel like it's more succeeded because I won't be in this timeline anymore. <laughs> yeah. It's just not satisfying. But, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, shall we, um, shall we move on to uh, the next choice of episode? Mm. What do you think? Yeah, how about we... Um, Gemma, did you choose Course Oblivion? I did. Okay, I'm so glad. let's talk about this one because... Um, Oh, it's bleak. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to end. I don't want to end this episode talking about. It's great, but it's bleak. So yeah. let's let's, yeah. let's let's deal with this right now. <laughs> yeah. So Gemma, why did you choose this this bleak monstrosity? It's bleak. It's not a monstrosity. It's no. beautiful. It's it's terribly tragic and it's it's heartbreaking mm. and. Um, yeah, so the setup is that in a previous episode, I believe demons. Yeah, yeah. They the uh, crew of Voyager are forced to. Uh, well, I don't know what happens with Voyager. There's a problem with Voyager, and they'll have to get off Voyager onto a demon-class planet, um, which is home to a life form that's I don't know sentient mud. Yeah, or like possibly hermetic hair gel. Yeah, I don't know something like possibly. It's not even sentient, really, is it? It's just, and it um and it creates um copies of them. Mm. It starts to create copies of them, and I'm not sure how that episode ends, but it it kind of they leave, and the copies presumably remain. So and so moving on to this episode. You are you join the Voyager crew um, at um, a Banana and um, what's his face oh, Harris's Paris. wedding. Yeah, it's a lovely happy time. And then something in the background it's all going a bit wibbly it's wobbly. Like, it's such a happy, lovely time. <laughs> yeah. Immediately you're like, well, what's going to go? Uh, yeah, but it yeah. turns out um, they they start suffering from what looks like some sort of contagion. Mm. And it and it turns out that they are in fact the copies who have gone on to um, live their lives as if they are the crew of Voyager, and who was and they lost the memory of being copies and just 
thought they were the crew of Voyager. Yeah. They don't go into any detail about how they lost their memory. Of no. And they obviously made no, no record of them being not the original crew of Voyager. No. But maybe that was a deliberate... Maybe they, they did that to themselves deliberately because they wanted to live yeah, like the Voyager maybe. crew. So, yeah, I don't know. My head cannon, that's, that's why they did it. Yeah. Because in, in Demon, um, Harry, they, Harry Kim and Tom Paris, they get copied, don't they? They're the, mm. they're the two... They're the two or, or is it just one of them? I can't remember. I can't, I can't remember. Exactly. Rick, Rick, do you remember... I don't remember offhand, no. Um, Demon's not an episode I've watched a huge amount of times. I know they definitely have a Harry Kim copy. And ultimately, at the end, you see the whole crew assembled as copies watching the real Voyager uh, depart. Hmm. So, yeah. yeah. But but eventually they forget. They forget that they co- they're copies. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a, maybe, maybe, you know, it's a... Ah, uh, uh, you mean I've, everyone's forgotten something? You know, like where you, <laughs> where you, put, your, where you put your keys? Uh, you know, um, yeah, forgotten something to, that's important to do. But uh, yeah, I mean, the nature maybe. of your existence is that's. I feel I, I, I do sympathise. Maybe they fired up the holodeck and they 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 brought up uh, old Doctor Pulaski because she knows how to wipe. And she wiped. Oh, she was mad. <laughs> she loves she wiping minds. She loves it. <laughs> Like, yeah, because they didn't know that was a bad thing. No, exactly. So it could be that. Could be that. Um, but like, as the episode goes on, it's uh, it feels like it's set over a like it's set over a few weeks, I think. Yeah, because they they've created a um, they've up, upgraded the warp drive. Yeah, which which <laughs> don't do it, don't do it for no, no, yeah. no. Once again, <laughs> never works out, doesn't it? No. And that which is affecting them, that they didn't know that they were what they were, so they didn't test for, to make sure it wouldn't affect them. Yeah. And yeah. it's breaking them down. Yeah. yeah. Them and the ship, because the ship is made of the same stuff. And it's going, like, wibbly. <laughs> it's going all wibbly-wobbly. Um, yeah, there's lots of going, trying to go through Jeffrey's tubes, and, it, oh, my God, it's all wibbly-wobbly. Yeah. That kind of stuff. But it's, like, the first... Which, actually leads on to one of my favorite lines um so there's like an action sequence no you can't go through that jeffrey's tube it's six percent de was it destabilized and it's sort of delivered in a in a real action film way it's it's the nerdiest thing yeah yeah the the the, the, um yeah the the most the the weirdest sort of like action one line yeah (laughs) around a percentage point <laughs> um but they're like it, it gets pretty harrowing quite early on when banana torres dies mm. um they spend quite a lot of time on on her death because there's a whole thing where where, where paris is talking about where they're going to go for the honeymoon and it's going to be on holographic chicago and yeah. They've got all this, and I, yeah, I was thinking, is, is Banana really into that? Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's so um, absolutely his choice. Yeah. Where he yeah. has to go. At what point does he consider what she might want to do? <laughs> but she's lying there in sick bay, going, "Ah, oh, thank God, I'm going to bloody die." <laughs> Bored off my tits. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, quite, it's actually really heartbreaking. Yeah, when she dies, I think, and then. Yeah, everyone gradually starts 
falling apart and mm. dying and um and they but uh Janeway being a true copy of Janeway she will not give up on mm. trying to get home uh, back to earth even though they're not that's not their home and everyone is trying yeah. to point that out to her but she will not budge mm. till yeah she's so committed to the illusion isn't she yeah yeah. It's weirdly like a really good um, Janeway episode that mm. doesn't re have the real Janeway in until the very end. Yes. Um, yeah, it's great. It's great to kind of see that character taken to the extreme. And she, you know, even in the face of all logic of everything that's going on, she's like, no, we've got to try and get home. Mm. And it's a really sad moment because she dies like sort of mid dialogue mm. um, on the bridge. Because she like she's so stubborn, she won't, you know, go to sick bay or anything. Um, and that's like that's a really horrifying moment, I think. Because Janeway just always seems so invincible. Mm, yeah. Give out auxiliary power to the deflector. Warp field failure in eight, seven, six, five, four, three. Got it. Reinitializing the deflector. I may not be morale officer anymore, but I think this is a cause for celebration. What do you say, Captain? Captain? And once again, at the very end, we're left with Harry Kim. Uh, <laughs> and he, uh, he, he basically ends up destroying Voyager, doesn't he? <laughs> well, no, he doesn't. He does. doesn't. It is happening around him and he's just trying to get... Don't, doesn't he make the decision that they're going to put all the power into um, firing, uh, oh, into trying to communicate with the real Voyager? And they sort of come out of, I'm sure there's a line where Seven says, oh, if we come out of um, warp speed now, we, we, we risk tearing ourselves yeah. apart. And he's like, we can just, just do it. No. Yeah, they were dying anyway. They were never yeah, going to okay. make it's it. It's still Harry's fault. He's, he's still, he's Harry. destroyed it's two not Voyagers. not so Harry's fault. <laughs> He's, he's destroyed two different <laughs> fake voyages. <laughs> but they're, whilst they're trying, because they eventually decide to turn around and go back to the demon class planet, which is what a lot of them wanted to do in the first place, because they might be able to survive if they get back in time. And um, But they're too far away. And as they're falling apart now, as they're trying to race to get there, they decide, I can't remember whose idea it is, to put all of the records on a probe and send yeah. it out as a kind of time capsule for anyone to pick up. So, um, was it uh, Seven of Nine goes off to try and do that? Yeah. But that fails. <laughs> yeah. It fails. The episode is so bleak that so even bleak. that doesn't work. And it's just, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. Personal logs, mission logs, all our history, gone. I, I was reading a bit on Memory Alpha about this, about the, the ending, um, and I read that there was some pushback uh, when they were writing this episode, that the ending was just too bleak. Mm -hmm. um, but, but eventually the, the writers one out because they, they kind of said well that's the point the point mm -hmm. is that um they have this whole there's this whole other voyager 
um, that's having all these adventures that we just don't know about. Mm. And no one will know about. And yeah. even, even anyone who ever encountered them assumed it was the other. It was Voyager. So these beings who existed in their own right, no one will remember. And that's yeah. just so tragic. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it's a really good one. Mm. Um, I really liked this episode. I think it's. I read uh, online that it's it's a divisive one, and some people don't like it because they don't feel. That ultimately it has any impact on on the voyage of story so why do we need to see it but that's part of the tragedy yeah yeah it didn't have any impact and they existed mm -hmm. and um and there was something yeah. i something i said um about because there was a point where they start recounting things that they've done and people they've seen but they never they never they never actually recount something that has happened in the series. And I said, I mm. wish they'd have done that because that would have been um, kind of, you know, if you could have what you could have looked back and watched and thought that you'd actually watched some episodes of Voyager that weren't actually turned out not to have actually been the, um, the, the actual crew of Voyager. But you said that was also part of the writer's aim. Yeah. You, yeah. That's it. <clears throat> that's it um i was trying to see if i've noted that bit down in my notes but i hadn't <laughs> yeah i um that, that's what i read on, on memory alpha yeah mm. that that they wanted people to kind of think back and go well wait a minute what if what if so-and-so episode was actually the duplicate for mm. um what if that wasn't what we were seeing all along I don't think they, I don't think they ever put any sort of pointers in in any concrete. Yeah. No, I think they just wanted that to be something people would think about. Mm. <laughs> I think it. Um, I, I really like this episode because it re it reminded me of Year of Hell, um, where it, 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 there's a similar idea in that the voyage has gradually kind of been broken apart, mm. um, and it feels a bit like that. There's also some good body horror in this episode. Uh, like sort of Cronenberg style, everybody's bodies are breaking down, and mm. they, you know, they're, they're, there's no cure basically. Yeah, I really like that aspect of it. But yeah, it's 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 one of the darkest, kind of bleakest episodes Voyager yeah. ever did. I think. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and it ends with Voyager because they send out a, they do send out a signal, don't they? Um, yeah. Like a, yeah, and, and Voyager does pick it up and they race to get there but when they get there it's just just blobs just blobs oh, dissipate yeah. yeah that's a bit heartbreaking yeah. isn't it yeah it is it's it really is. sad yeah. yeah yeah so thank, thanks for picking that episode <laughs> yeah. I mean it is a brilliant episode but yeah it's a bit of a downer <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but it's 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 a scary episode because it is it is a view of all your heroes. You know, if if you're a, if you're a fan of Voyager, which you know, kind of we are, we do a Star Trek podcast. We're probably into it. Um, we get to see individually all all these beloved characters die off, and it's like it's 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 horrible. It's like a you know this this is what could happen if their journey back through the Delta Quadrant went horribly horribly wrong. Mm. Yeah. 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 And also, it's kind of interesting in a similarity to Timeless. This is an experimental propulsion thing, isn't it? 
Yes. They've enhanced their warp drive, and it's the effect of the enhanced warp drive that's breaking them down on the cellular level. Um, and so much like the quantum slipstream leads to a, a, a fatal crash that kills all but two of the crew, this, this, um, this other experimental propulsion essentially leads to the destruction of the ship. Uh, yeah. The lesson is just stick to the normal fucking warp drive. <laughs> <laughs> you could argue the only thing that makes timeless less bleak is that not everyone died. Like two people survived yeah. in timeless, whereas yeah. in this one, everyone died. Yeah. <laughs> if, if one person had survived in this, they could have then gone back in time and saved the rest of them. If only. <laughs> yeah. Ah, well. Mm. But, I mean, it's good because actually, you know, in that situation, yes, they would be looking to create experimental new methods of propulsion. It would be a thing they would look to. They would try and break those speed barriers that warp drive falls short on, um, as they, of course, did in Threshold when uh, Tom Paris, like, evolved into a salamander. Yeah, no, another example where um, messing with the warp drive worked out really well. <laughs> yes. But, but bless them, they keep bloody trying. Yeah. Typically for us at 10 Backwards, we ended up talking for too long about our favourite episodes of Voyager. So we decided to split this episode into two. Um, and so we will be back in part two with uh, two more episodes a Voyager, which we consider to be brilliant. So please join us for that. Thank you very much for listening to the first part. Do you realise how incredible this is? It's tradition! You ever noticed her bum? What? Her bum. Oh no! I will say... I will say... Fewer things. Fewer things. Okay. Enough of this self-indulgence. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, our website is www.loweredexradio.co.uk. You can reach us on the Twitters at at 10 backward, 10 being the number and backward being the word backward. We're also on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash 10 backward podcast. You can also email us at crew at loweredexradio.co.uk. On a personal, individual level, my Twitter is at Will Turland. Rick Everson's Twitter is at TrekFanRick. And Rick Palmer's Twitter is at Mr. Imhotep. Hi, thank you again for listening to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, you might consider supporting us. We have now have a Patreon uh, where people can uh, pledge small amounts to fund uh, ongoing projects like uh, keeping our website up to date, uh, um, new audio equipment as we're going along and potentially uh, opportunities to expand our content uh, you can go look at this at patreon.com forward slash radio uh, if you don't feel you can donate but would still like to support us we would love it if you could subscribe to us or however get your podcast through iTunes, Stitcher Google Play or we're on various third party apps and if you could leave us a review on any of those that would be fantastic and would be very appreciative Thanks again for listening, and please tune in for more podcasts from the 10 Backward Crew. Let's make sure history never forgets the name. 10 Backward? Laddie, don't you think you should rephrase that? 10 Backward. 10 Backward.